0: It's Monday and welcome back to the Joust About Careers podcast. This is the place to learn about careers from the people who are actually doing the work every day. I'm your host, Ryan Brot, and my guest today is Ryan Harmon, a 2002 Van Buren graduate who is a critical care ER nurse and paramedic who is currently studying to become a nurse practitioner. Ryan shares how a typical day looks in the emergency room how he became a flight nurse and what that means how the military helped him choose his career path and much more whether you are interested in a healthcare career or are still exploring your options i hope that what ryan shares today will help all of you make better career decisions and have fulfilling career journeys enjoy the show welcome back to this latest episode of the joust about careers podcast and today we have 2002 van buren graduate ryan harman with us and he's going to be talking about his career as a nurse and emt and he has done a ton and had a lot of experiences and i think we have a lot to learn from him so ryan thank you very much for joining us today and Right now, you are working at Mercy Health Cincinnati. You're also working at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. So you're an ER nurse, you're a clinical care coordinator. What does a typical day look like for you in your current positions?
1: Well, I mean, it's, uh, as, as an ER nurse, it's, you know, just kind of doing, I mean, heck, it can be any anything daily. I mean, uh, that, that comes in, and you know, for the last few months, I've been over at um, Cincinnati Children's as as an ER nurse, and really here the last few months, uh, been you know significantly busy with, um, you know, kids, you know, the illness, everything going back to school, and between just respiratory illness, and uh, then a lot of the mental health issues that go on with you know with with kids and so you know normally I mean it's, it's 12 hour shifts that that we work for for the ER and um you know there's so many varieties of uh, shifts that you can work, you know, day shifts, mid shifts, night shifts. Um, but normally for like the ER, they're, they're 12 hour shifts. Um, but it's just kind of that you, you know, you come in, you, you get your assignment and you, you know, uh, go about the day. And I mean, it can be a a variety of things. And sometimes we, we kind of say that there's a, uh, a topic or a complaint for the day, because it seems like that is what is, um, you know the majority of the complaint, whether it's abdominal pain for that day, or whether it's, you know, difficulty breathing, or sometimes it, you know, um, you know, with kids, it could be, um, you know, just uh, foreign bodies in like in the nose, you know, some things like that. So it's kind of you know the the daily thing. It's never it's never the same really.
0: Right now, Cincinnati Children's, uh, are we talking? newborn up to a certain age or or how does that typically work?
1: So yeah I mean it's it, it can be you know newborn all the way up we'll see them up to their 21st
0: birthday. Okay.
1: Um, You know as far as that's what they consider our our kids and so um, it can be a variety. Normally it's we see a lot of the the younger population especially right now with Uh, respiratory season, it's the newborns, really kind of everything two years and under is the the majority of the kids.
0: Now, did that take any special training for you to work at a children's hospital or is, you know, the training you received as a nurse, it's meant to cover every age?
1: Were they, you know, they when they teach nursing, they kind of talk from, you know, from birth to the grave is is kind of a, a crude way of, of saying it. Um and there's a variety of experience there at, at the ER, you know, there's, there's new grads, there's people that have been there for, for 20 years, or there's, you know, kind of middle of the road. Uh, there's tons of extra courses and um, certifications that you do, you know, I have a ton of different advanced certifications uh, that's helped, you um, but i mean they they take a variety of people i would say that doing a lot of advanced certifications that that i've done helps me more um to where i guess i'm not as um worked up you know with kids because you know you get some people that you don't see kids a lot like if you work in an adult hospital um or even then kind of you know going back to my time as a paramedic we didn't see kids a whole lot. And so then when you did see kids, it was kind of a big deal. And, you know, some people would get a little um, little anxious about the situation.
0: Now, uh, I'm sure there's probably not much that makes you anxious anymore because of all of the experiences you've had. So you've been a uh, flight paramedic and nurse, uh, you've been in New Mexico, you've been in Kansas, obviously, you've spent time in Ohio um, you've been in the military. So thinking about that time as a flight paramedic and nurse, uh, how did you get started doing that? And are there certain requirements that are needed to be able to do that? And then what have those experiences been like, uh, flying, you know, in helicopters and picking people up and taking them to hospitals and so forth?
1: I mean, like, uh, so I knew, I mean, I, I was thinking, thinking back to, to your class, I mean, I think this was one of the first few years that you were there and we had to do a project for what we wanted to be. And I think back then I wanted to be, a, uh, you know, do computer animation, you know, of course that, that changed over the years and uh, my junior year decided to, um, you know, junior going into senior year, decided to go into the Navy. I had a lot of guys that I, I looked up to that had, you know, actually graduated Van Buren as well went into the Navy and I, I primarily wanted to do, you know, firefighting and uh, you know, work for the Finley fire department. And um, so I did my, did my time in the military to get the experience, you know, kind of the resume building, you know, that, that looks good for um, you know, for uh, you know, future careers um, and then got out and started my EMT basic. And um, you know, because at the time, you know, they, the city wasn't hiring. And so again, you know, things to, to build your, build your resume with, and then really got into that and just found out that I enjoy the medical side of it a lot more than I did, um, kind of like the firefighting aspects. And of course, um, you know, starting with the EMT basic and really working my way up to, you know, being a paramedic, and getting a lot of experience there. And I've always kind of learned just to continue, you know, continually learn, you know, find something new to learn, you know, whether it's, you know, education, certifications, um, and then becoming a paramedic. Um, there's a lot of cities that you also have to be a firefighter. So that's that's a requirement. Um, and so then I went and, you know, got my uh, professional firefighter and so I worked for a few you know a few cities that you know doing both the, the firefighting and the in the paramedic and you know still really you know felt that I enjoyed the the medical side of it more and so got into uh the, doing critical care transport and that's usually where you're working with a nurse and an EMT I mean these are the the super sick patients and uh really made a lot of connections with you know a lot of those uh people that I worked with and a lot of them had been uh, paramedics before and, you know, push to, you know, further my, my education. And I started, you know, then started flying as a paramedic and you know it's really kind of a, a long road. And, you know, a lot of them told me, he's like, Hey, you know, go, you know, go do your, your nursing. Um, we do the same job. I just get paid more, you know? And, and so that's really what pushed me to do, to do my nursing was, you know, it's while it's kind of the same job and, you know, um, requirements that just ultimately you, you make more. And that's, and so being able to kind of, uh, still do both jobs. And so that's, that helps, you know, so I did, did my nursing, got my experience, you know, worked as, as a nurse in the ER, then went back and, and flew. And so it was, is really nice is because having the understanding of, of both sides of, you know, both nurse and paramedic, because that's normally the, the combination you see a lot of, um, helicopters. Fly with It's either nurse nurse or it's nurse paramedic. And the kind of reason behind that is paramedics bring a lot of the pre-hospital experience um, and knowledge, you know, like the 911s, the scenes, the car accidents, whereas, you know, a nurse brings the hospital kind of stuff, you know, the, the different medications and the different equipment that you kind of see. Um and you know, so been been doing that for, for several years and you know, finally decided it's time to work on my nurse practitioner, you know. So it's one of those things of never never stop learning.
0: Right, right. And I think you also are a great example of there's just so many options in the medical field that you just start somewhere and mm-hmm. those experiences are going to potentially lead you in other directions. And going back to the Navy with the firefighting would you when you left the navy uh were you able to immediately go into the civilian workforce in firefighting or did it require you i think you said you went and got your professional firefighters certification uh what did that entail and how long did that take to get that
1: so the the military's changed a lot i mean because gosh i mean looking back on it's 20 21 years since you know, I've been been even out of the service um, and, you know, back then, a lot of the certification and education that they gave you didn't translate very well into like the civilian, the civilian world yeah. uh, because like the, because my job was, it was, it's called like an aircraft handler, but we also did, you know, aircraft movement, crash and salvage, rescue, firefighting, you um, and there is no real big like certification that they're going to give you right away that translates because you know so many different states and you require different education and training and stuff like that. But anyways, it I think it helped because it, they they look at okay one you're, you're military and they just they just look at the military experience, but then they kind of look at what you did and you they say okay well you have this this knowledge. Of course, then the benefit of the military, too, is that they give you college credit for a lot of your um, education and classes and training that you go through. It's just finding then the um, the right college to accept, accept those credits and kind of translate it into like a degree or something like that. Um, I think just by my training, it helped me more um, to do the firefighting. I did my uh, professional firefighting through Vanguard up in Fremont. Okay. Um, so that's that's where I did mine. A lot of departments, you know, they, there's so many different colleges, community colleges that, you know, you can do the, the firefighting through or some places you really, usually send you like to the state academy.
0: Your travels uh, in your career, um, you know, I'd love to hear where you were in the military. And like I said, I know you've been um, out in Kansas, you've been in New Mexico. Does all of that really just prove that if you were in the healthcare field, you could literally go anywhere mm-hmm. and find employment and you know make your life whatever you want it to be?
1: Yes, it, it it does. You know, because um, I mean, even even as a paramedic. And so, I mean, I um I really felt that there was more to um to the career field than just sitting, you know, sitting in one place and so kind of really reaching out and getting the experience and that's kind of what pulled me out of out of finley as i came down to dayton to work at the air force base as you know a civilian um paramedic um but then i've done contracting you know and it kind of even helps with my military experiences and i kind of got into government contracting and so doing like overseas contracts so i've been to different countries as a paramedic working for the for the military, for the government, um, and then even with you know healthcare. Yeah, I mean, so I kind of I did the the travel nursing, and um, I worked for for a company called Air Methods, and the one nice thing about them is that if if you had the certification and the license for that you know that base that state, um, they would literally fly you there, and you know you could you could work. And uh, they would also then, you know, like reimburse you, Um, you know, they, they pay for all the expenses. And so, um, I mean, I, I've worked in, oh gosh, you know, New York, I've worked in Florida, um, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, yeah, Kansas. Uh, That's, I mean, um, anywhere that they had a base you you could go to. And it's the same way with, with healthcare is, I mean, like daily I get um, emails or phone calls from recruiters saying come here we'll give you this much money it's it's kind of one of those things of you know where do you want to go what do you want to do and because like you said earlier is that there's so much specialties and different things that you can get into if you if you want to really enjoy it i enjoy emergency room uh,
0: but they'll
1: pay they'll pay for you to go there All right
0: and yeah, I mean I, I heard about during COVID the travel nursing. I mean, how how lucrative that could be if people were willing to move and um and again, I think anything in healthcare can be very lucrative if you're willing to to go do that. Myself, I can't handle blood. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will not be doing that. But yeah, if you have those skills and abilities, you know, like you said, you have all kinds of certifications, um you're currently working on a master's degree to be a nurse practitioner. You um, have a degree in business administration and healthcare administration and management. You've done the nurse, you've done the flights, you've done the military. Is there one thing that jumps out? And I guess you maybe answered it when you said the ER. So is there one position that you've found to be especially engaging and you've enjoyed more than others? Uh, And if it is the ER nursing, what makes that so enjoyable?
1: I I think because, you know, like I, I enjoy the ER and then even flying, but, you know, like, um, with flying, it I mean it's usually like the pinnacle for a lot of nurses, and I think that's what I talk to most people about: is how do I, how do I get into, you know, flying as as a nurse? And I mean, it's a, it's a great job. It's a great. I mean, uh, I've made so many friends, you know, doing it. Um, it's never the never the same thing, and that's kind of even how it is in the ER: is that you're um, you can go from being you know slow you know, one minute to completely slammed. Um, It's never, never the same every day. Um, I, you know, like uh, going through clinicals for nursing, you know, the one thing that it taught me like through the different departments is really just the departments that I didn't want to work in. You know, while it gives you the experience and shows you all the different, you know, departments that you can work in and the specialties and stuff like that. I really kind of felt that it was more or less kind of like a, a trial of each individual place. So then you kind of find the one that really sticks for you. And you know, sometimes it's even just your, your personality, you know, is, is uh, what drives you to the different specialties. But I, I like having my patient for, for a little while, fixing them up and then, then sending them off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has to feel good, especially when you're slammed and you can, Fix people, get them out the door and and be ready for the next one. So when it comes to the flying nursing, I'm assuming, yes, people are going to need some experience in nursing before they are accepted into doing that. Uh, You know, I I live close to 75. I see life flight fly over my house, you know, once or twice a week. How much are you actually in the air on a typical day? Um, And again, maybe there's not a typical day, but maybe a typical week. And how much time is more on the ground doing things? What what's the ratio there, air versus ground?
1: I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a mixture. I mean, so I I worked for Mercy Lifelight up there, and the one and so I was between really between Toledo and and Bluffton, and um, both those bases are a little bit different. Uh, Bluffton, you, you don't have. Um, I think they may have a truck now, but a lot of places now are kind of going to having an ambulance and a truck, you know, because weather comes in and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, day, days are are different. Uh, some places do 12-hour shifts. Some places do 24-hour shifts. I mean, so anywhere from working just two days a week to working three days a week. Um, and uh, so, I mean, it's really like a combination of business. So like when I was in Toledo, we did more, more ground transports because everything is, is so, so close. Um, and you could do anywhere from, you know, three to four, um, trips, you know, within 24 hours. Um, the most I've done in 24 hours, you know, I've done six flights in, in 24 hours and you're kind of really, you know, um, really working because it's it's not just the the flying part. It's um, all the paperwork that you have to do, you know, the, the charting, all of you know, restocking equipment, cleaning up. Um, so there's there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, it's it's usually um, um, you know several hours. That you know, you may have a ten minute ten minutes with that patient. You know if, if you're that close to the hospital. Uh, but then you have an hour of you know charting, another hour of you know cleaning up. So right. uh, but it's it's really it's really hit or miss. You know, some bases are busy, you know, most, you know, they can range anywhere from 30 flights, you know, a month to so some bases are, you know, 60 flights a month. So, you know, um it can it can be busy. Uh when I was out in Kansas, we did, you know, the fixed wing and so we were in a plane. Um, that is a lot longer with your patients, because you're not only, you have to fly to an airport that's in the city where you're picking up, get in an ambulance that's going to take you to the hospital, you know, if you're picking up at the hospital, get your patient, drive back to the, you know, to the airport, load up, fly to the other city, and then, you know, then repeat it, and then once you're done, then flying back to wherever you're, your bases. And Mm so, uh, you know, we considered a a busy day when we were doing, you know, two, you know, two flights in in 24 hours, because you could be gone that, just that entire time, because it could be six hours just with one patient. Hmm.
0: I never thought about fixed wing planes being Mm -hmm. used just because I've always seen helicopters. But yeah, Yeah. that makes makes sense. And um, how do they determine when life flight does need to be deployed for an accident i mean it's it's just the first responders are determining that critical care is absolutely needed mm-hmm. and then they call um and then you guys hop on the the plane or the helicopter and you get there is that how it works
1: yeah that's has it's normally how it works i mean sometimes it's even um just by how bad you know uh, it sounds you know so like if uh you know i always knew that there was a certain area that say the car crashes were extremely bad. And so you, you hear the ones there. And, and so it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to, you know, take the patient. So say the ambulance gets out there and deems up, we don't need them. So, yeah, we just turn around and and, and go back. But yeah, it's normally um, that they determine that um, they're needed. And it's not just, you know, just for, for car accidents. I mean, it could be strokes, heart attacks, you know, um, even, you know, any medical um because i I've, I've just flown in areas where it's an hour you know to the hospital by ground um and so you you do a lot of the medical stuff as well as the, the trauma the car accidents and then you kind of get out into you know new mexico new mexico has one trauma hospital in the entire state oh. um and so it's you know extremely far to drive and then you even get into kansas whereas I was in Southwest Kansas, all the hospitals, the big hospitals are on Easter, you know, on the east side. And so it could be three and a half hours by, you know, by an ambulance to get to a big, uh, you know, trauma hospital. And so that's kind of the, the things that they'd look at is that they need to go to a big hospital. The little one's not gonna work for them. So, you know, we're, we're coming out and getting them to, you know, for, for time. And then even sometimes it's, you know, equipment skills Um, a lot of helicopters carry blood products now you know so when when they need stuff like that
0: so you waited based on what i could see in linkedin quite a while to uh earn college degrees why was that the right choice for you i mean so
1: the, the military paid for for everything for me i mean i haven't i haven't had to pay anything um and I, you know, like so they they paid for my EMT basic, they paid for my paramedic, they paid for my, you know, my firefighting, and they they paid for my college degree. I, you know, like and for me, and and, and back then there there really wasn't a degree for paramedics, mm-hmm. you know that, and that's why I kind of have that very vague healthcare administration, you know, and I, I'm I'm kind of the person I'm just like I'm never going to sit behind a desk and and do like administration work, but it was uh my time was actually running out to use you know to use my gi bill um and i think it just kind of you know worked for me uh nowadays you know a lot of the colleges have it to where you um work through a degree getting like starting getting your emt basic i think owens does it you start with your emt basic and then you you know finish your paramedic by the end and it gives you an you know associate's degree and um it's like applied science or something like that Mm -hmm. so it just it 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 worked for me because just how life was was going and um i mean ultimately it worked out and, and benefit
0: right well and i think you're a great example of don't just go get the education to get the education have a purpose behind it you did and you know again having the military pay for it that's obviously a great uh great thing so you talked a little bit about your certifications, you're a certified ER nurse, flight nurse, transport nurse, pediatric emergency nurse, trauma emergency nurse, flight paramedic and neonatal pediatric transport. So like you said, you are covered in everything. Is there one of those that you feel like has been most valuable or have they all been valuable in their own ways?
1: I think they they've all had their, you know, their value um and you know a lot of them it you know it it can get you extra money too uh you know doing the certifications and having having that background but i mean it, it helps like the emergency room one helps because it's it's a lot of self study you know and pulling from experience and knowledge to take the test and and then pass um and you know, the same kind of goes for like the transport and, and the flight a lot. And then a lot of them too are required for those positions. Like you get into flight nursing um, and they they require you to have, you know, they call it an advanced certification within so many years of, of being hired. Um, it just kind of, um, it's like an accreditation um, requirement, you know, for them. And it's it's really a way of proving that, hey, our, our people, our experience our people know what they're know what they're doing and here you know look at look at all their certifications this is a a way to look at it
0: now are a lot of those like you said i'm just taking a test or are they online or do you have to sit in on a seminar and then do a test uh how do you how did you earn most of those
1: there so a lot of them you know has has the variety of the options you know like that you can most of them are self-study. There's no like big approved um, here. Take take this class and then take the test. You know, um, it's a lot of different organizations that kind of come together and and, and and like do seminars or like online education, um, put books together. You know, so they they kind of have all the references of here. Read this education, or it will help you with with the test. Um, and that's kind of what I did is, you know, um, I read a lot of the, you know, the books that they had put out, you know, did some, uh, online, you know, classes that they did, you know, because also with, with nursing, there's all the continuing education hours to keep up on. Um, and so a lot of those organizations then put out their own education. So you do the classes, get the, you know, get the credit for, and then, and then really pass. And it's, um, I really felt with the flight nursing, there's there's so much more because you're you're not only looking at medical. Then they they talk about like flight physiology, so you're getting into a little bit of the the science. You know, different um, like Boyle's law. You know, kind of kind of the things that you have to worry about. You know, flying, Um, and so you you think of oh well, here I'm doing medical stuff, but then I'm having to worry about science stuff. So it's it's a lot of different stuff, and then they even get into just transport um knowing about you know you have to know about weather um altitude you know things, things like that and so it, it really helps you not only um you know medically but then even just in the the profession you know because ultimately your your whole team while the pilot's doing the fly you still kind of have to be a little you know aware of you know what's going on.
0: Right. Yeah I, I guess I've never thought about how I'm sure altitude impacts mm-hmm. the treatment that you give, or, you know, I don't know if you're given a blood transfusion, is that different on ground versus, you know, thousands of feet in, into the air? And yeah, I guess I've never thought about how you would have to think about all of those different things. If there are people considering going into nursing, flight nursing, et cetera, uh, what do you think are some characteristics that will help people be successful in that field? I think
1: it's, you know, having having the drive to continually learn, because that's that's you know what it is as far as the, the flight career is that it's always learning. You're never, you know, um, you're never gonna stop. I mean, it's education nonstop. It's a lot of things to keep up on, it's a lot of certifications, licensure to, to keep up on. But I mean, it it's very, you know, enjoyable. So I guess really having the drive to um continually learn uh continually better yourself but also your the you know like the the people around you um but then also you know having the understanding it's it's not always um you know blood guts and gore it's not always chaotic um you know a lot of times it's you know, you could be just giving the patient a you know essentially a, a ride because it's so far to the hospital they need to get to a place that you know say the smaller hospital just cannot cannot treat them you know and so it's not always that you're going to be you know doing things um and and also that it can be hard to get into um you know I interviewed gosh 7 8 times before I finally got hired and you know I had all the certifications and and then some you know that they wanted but it just happened to be that there was somebody that was more experienced than me. But of course, then once you get in, you're in and you're in forever. Um, And then even if you leave, you know, and come back, you're still in. It's a small community. Somebody always knows, you know, somebody. So.
0: Relationships, as always, always Mm -hmm. important. You know, all the places you've lived and worked, uh, is there one that you say, man, someday when I retire or whatever that's the place I'm going to go back to because I I loved life there I mean it
1: was every every place has its has its benefits you know as far as um working and and flying and um I mean it was it was never fun you know while everybody loves like Florida or the hot places it was never fun you know flying in those because the air conditioner always is is terrible and the, in the helicopter or, or plane and you're sweating, you know, cause you have the flight suit on and it, it, it's just, um, I mean, I, I like the, the Northern states because you get the, the cold weather and you get the snow and everything. And, um, but then you like to even something kind of changing topic here is like, you get, especially like with healthcare is like, the complaints are so different from state to state. Like Ohio, you really see a lot of the respiratory and the heart issues. And then you get out kind of like um at the western side and you may get more like liver abdominal, you know, complaints. It's it's really weird. Um and I you know whether it's just, you know, the the style of living or or something out right. there. But right. you know, I really I really like, you know, like Ohio and what it has to offer.
0: Right. As we wrap up and as you think about all the experiences you've had both in life and your careers, is there anything that you now know about life and careers that you wish you could go back and tell yourself when you were in high school?
1: While it's not always about money, you know, they all, they always say that, um, you know, do, do something that you enjoy you know, and, and like I said earlier, you know, I, years ago, I thought I was going to do computer animation, you know, but then really found my, my own passion, um, of, of what to do. Um, but like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything how I went about doing it because it kind of gave me, because with the medical field, there is so much to, to do and, and learn. And, you know, um, so then when I did my my nursing is I was in class and so I did an accelerated bachelor's for my second degree. And there were there were people that were fresh out of college. They had literally just finished their bachelor's and something else and then jumped right into nursing because they were like, Well, I, I just realized I didn't uh, like what I was doing. And so I'm I'm glad that I went into the military, gave myself, you know, a few years to really kind of decide what I, essentially what I wanted to do, rather than jumping right into college, um, you know, but then it's, it's the same as you don't have to do college, you know, there's, there's so many options of, of things to do. And so I'm really kind of glad that what I, the way I went.
0: Right, right. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Very, very interesting. Uh, you're definitely the first flight nurse I've inter- uh, interviewed. So that's very interesting to hear about that aspect of your career. So I appreciate it. Good luck as you continue on and thank you for all that you do to protect and help people. Thank you. Thank you for making the Joust About Careers podcast part of your day. I hope you learned valuable information from this career story. And to be sure you don't miss upcoming episodes, please click subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you'll know when the next episode is released. Thank you for spending a portion of your day with me. And as always, come back next week to learn even more just about careers.